Kyle Von Kubik here with a quick reminder about Ephemereso, my Kickstarter that's happening right now. We are one week away from the end. This is your last chance to grab this limited edition artwork tee. This is a small batch, single run, 15 bucks, four t-shirt options to choose from, two color variants, men's, women's, sizes small through 5XL will be produced. Go to obeycube.com, that's O-B-E-Y-K-U-B-E.com. Check it out. There's many reward tiers that you can be a part of. Let's get this thing funded. We're nearly there. And if you have already funded, thank you for the support. Now, on to the show. Hola. I'm yelling too much. Don Fennin in the booth. Don's still alive? Did he switch to vaping yet? He is vaping. <laughs> I can't see him. <laughs> I thought it's an opaque white window. Odi, odi, odi. Don Fennin. That's what I usually say. Has our listenership expanded into Korea yet? Very much. Is yeah. that why I have all of this beef around me? There's a lot of beef. We get yeah. beef, big Just fucking frozen wads of beef. Boxes of beef. So, let's talk games, everybody. Let's yes. do Haja. Mars Matrix. Haja. Mars Matrix. No, we're not talking about we're not. that this week. Last minute, I got called into this, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm hopefully I'm good with this. Uh, Evidently, Keith the Robo Duke gave his entire uh, apartment complex bed bugs. Yeah, what's what up? I'm gleaming off the story. He Why told does us. he do that? I don't know, but he was supposed to be on, but he gave everybody bed bugs. So now we're on. Stinky head bag, bag, bag bugs, they were called. Oh, yeah. Speaking of stinky, bang man, bug, we've been. Bang bead bugs? Bang, bang beads, yeah. Yeah. We've been getting along so well. You it's and Stinky? Just, yeah, man. Ever since I stopped being on the show. At <laughs> he's really, two, he's happy with you. It's been like old times when I knew him when he first came back from the war. Gotcha. From the VA hospital. Playing strolling bowling together. We were playing strolling bowling. We were playing. Uh, bowling ball broke. I'm sad. Um, hop along oh, yeah. golf. What's it Goofy called? Goofy golf. Goofy golf. We were playing the boxing one. Bumbling boxers. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I do have that. We're talking about Tommy toys right now. Tommy toys. We talk Tommy toys. 100% game talk. No filler. Zero filler today. With that being said, please go to my Kickstarter, obeycube.com. Very good. <laughs> So Is today, this Snapchat? It's Chapsnat. No, that's with T.T. Schmookins with her Snap Stats, everybody. Get it right. It's called Snap Stats. That's T.T. Schmookins' new job. We had complaints that she was just given the audio clue, and nobody uh-huh. fucking listened to that. Nobody listened to our clues gotcha. for next week. And most of the time, the clues weren't even for those games. Right. Like this week. Like this one, yeah. This week, we're going to talk about a game that I first played, which is unusual, that I first played it on a 
Taito, uh, what do you call these? Compilation discs? Yeah, the collection. <laughs> Taito collection. Yeah. Number two, I believe. Yeah, Taito collection two. I th- Taito Legends. That's it. For the PlayStation 2, Xbox, or the PC. Which one did you play? I would have played it on a PC, except <laughs> that I punch PCs. Oh, uh, so, yeah. You know what? It's, it's hard to say what I played it on, but I'm going to say I played it on the PlayStation 2. Okay, That's what very I'm good. PlayStation 2. Oh. You know what I liked on the Xbox? What's the game, that? That game where you were two anime girls driving around in a car. Oh, Jade Empire. Boy, it handled like shit. But what was that? What are you talking so pretty. about? I don't know. It was a launch thing. and probably, Anime girls. Probably one of the other guys would know are what Are you it getting is. getting it confused with the PlayStation Go office chair racer thing that we played? <laughs> no, it's PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation Move. It was a PlayStation The Hitachi Magic Wand. <laughs> As PlayStation 3, we played the, the chair thing. Boy, I thought that was going to be so much... Fellas, you want to make a special lady in your life very happy with you? Rez. No gift is better than the Hitachi Magic Wand. The Res Controller. Or the Res Controller, yeah. either or. There you go. Let's get back to... Lunar the- Let's get back to the moon hoax. So... I, <laughs> yeah, I love games from the 70s. I want to do games That's on the That's because you're 70s. fucking old. I don't, get, I don't care how old I am. <laughs> I love games from the 70s, too. Yeah. Ripcord. You know, that was by Exidy. Exidy? Okay. 1979. I want to go back to Destroyer. 1977 Atari. I want to go back. I, want to, I really want a tabletop version of football. You remember you were X's and O's? O's, yeah. Oh, my God. Was that so? And you, it was a rollerball game. You can play game. that up in uh, Fun Spot, New Hampshire. They and have the uh, cocktail table of that. I have no idea how to play that game, by the way. What are you talking I, about? I tried playing it, and okay. it was X's and O's. Well, you know what might have happened? Yeah. It probably was broken. <laughs> so probably. It's very likely it was broken. Yeah. I love these 70s games. I love the monochrome games. I love how creative they got with the vector games, mm-hmm. um, with reflective backgrounds, the matte paintings and things yeah. like that for asteroids. They're only a few years removed from all the EM, the electrical mechanical games True. from the early 70s. So that's why you saw a lot of the matte paintings and reflecting the screen with mirrors and stuff because a lot of those tricks they learned through making EM games. Indeed. And today we're going to talk about 1979's Lunar Rescue by Taito. Speaking of electromechanicals, at this time there were a lot of games that Taito made in 1979 that couldn't be emulated because of how they were made. They weren't made with uh, programmable chips like the original Odyssey. 1979 games and the Sega Saturn are impossible to emulate, (laughs) evidently. Tell you what, you're the one going off topic today. I know, I've been drinking. Oh, okay. Like, I'm on topic, but Mayan is with a K. I'm in a Korean uh, language now, so topic is spelled with a K. I'm sorry. Do you mind? I just figured we'd go all over. We should go all over the place. Yeah. So, we're going to go with Galaxy Wars. and then... <laughs> I, Just Wait. for the flyer alone. <laughs> because you have Isn't never played... Is that the played one with the, the hot pants? No, Galaxy Wars was another 1979 game by Taito, released by Universal, which mm-hmm. was half of Lunar Rescue. Okay. It was the blast-off part where you'd blast off your rocket back up. up. Yes. So before we start to talk about Lunar Rescue and the making mechanics, let's go to T.T. Schmootkin's T.T.'s Snap Stats. Hello, I am T.T. Schmootkin's, and this is T.T.'s Snapchat. Lunar Rescue was developed by TIT-O in 1979 and is of the genre, shooter. 
the cabinet used a raster, standard resolution color CRT monitor orientated vertically. Lunar Rescue was a single-player game with a maximum number of two alternating players. The control panel featured a single-player layout with a horizontal-only joystick and a single-fire button. The sound was a single-channel, mono. There are two cabinet variants, an upright standard and a cocktail version. The cabinet also used a part 500,021 NAA013554 rejector bracket. This titty snapper snatch has been brought to you by the new Dr. Tung Tung's Tung Tung Sauce. Back to Kyle and Wiggly. Don't tell Kyle. See, isn't that so much better? Yeah. I don't really think we needed to find out about the rejector bracket, but honestly, I think it's very good. I mean, most of the stuff we do pull from arcade game database and things like that. But every now and then, hopefully, we'll stumble upon something that's unique to the title, like only one was released, <laughs> like Puckman, po- Puckman, Pockyman. Genie uh, 2000. Genie 2000. I think it ran on the game Genie. I think that's what was Probably in there. Did. To change the From Galoob. Galoob's <laughs> only entry into the arcade market. It changed the Pac-Mans and Pokemans. So yeah, this is like games that I really wanted to review, like Destination Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a lot of these titles that I remembered around that time. Destroyer, that's like this missile launch games at submarines. Okay. And, uh, um, Cosmic Avenger, 1981 by Universal. It came late to the game. But Cosmic Avenger and Lunar Rescue and Galaxy Wars and I think canyon bomber no that was black and white by atari that one was sort of like wow what what would you even call that that was like versus it had great mezzanine art i remember that but canyon okay. bomber was raster graphics and you sort of drop bombs out of your zeppelin and try to clear all these boulders from and make a canyon i guess so this was a monochrome game and at this time we were getting out of Things like we had brought up at the top of the show, where you used to have either a cellophane overlay or you would have some sort of mylar on top of the screen because it was black and white. And then that's how it produced color. Oh, by the way, I was thinking of Moon War as the arcade flyer that everyone should look up. Tells you nothing about the game. But the girl is wearing a nice pair of hot pants. Right, right. We posted that already. Yes. But Lunar Rescue, it didn't lay a piece of Mylar. It did like the ZX Spectrum. Lunar Rescue, Galaxy War, other games like this, especially by Taito at the time and Universal. They were monochrome games, but they had an extra chip. And this extra chip would put blocks of colors that would only show up over top of the white stuff. Let's say bands of colors. Exactly. It's definitely like the uh, width of the screen. Okay, so I thought when I was playing this on MAME, it was just emulating that effect. So this was right. actually something built in to the board. Exactly. Oh, oh my God, it's hot. It, I'm sorry, it's oh so hot. Oh my God, it's hot. Summer stink coming up. Summer stink is coming up. You, you getting stinky yet? <laughs> I'm getting a little stinky. Oftentimes, this is the only t- chance I get to play titles. So when I got to play Lunar Rescue, I keep forgetting what game we're playing because I played so many titles. But I played this game by Sega that came out a lot later. And all I'm going to say, I, can't, I don't want to say anything about it. I, I want to say Thicker Oom um Jammer Lammy, but huh. that has nothing to do with the gameplay. I want to do that next week. 
maybe, I don't know how stinky you'll feel about it, but I really want to do that game next week. So, well, you got to ask Stinky because yeah. he picks the games. I'll let I'll let him play it, and hopefully we'll get to play that next week because it's a fucking awesome game. It's right up our alley. Nice. So, talking about Seawolf, <laughs> 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 let's talk about Ripcord. <laughs> let's talk I know about, nothing about it. It came out the same year. Strictly black and white. If you get to play it, it's very funny. And it's very similar to the Lunar Rescue because you're going to be jumping down. You're going to be jumping out of a fucking 747 for some reason. And there's these, uh, you know, uh, military helicopters flying around. And there's Mm -hmm. these desert islands with different numbers on them. And you have two you have two buttons. And uh, wait a minute. You don't even have a button. You have a yeah, you have a thing to jump. And then you would actually pull a ripcord, I think. And I think um, Seawolf, I think that had a periscope. So some of these games, when you emulate them on MAME, they were actually larger arcade machines that had actual different types Big of Big proprietary cabinets. Exactly. Okay. Uh, one that you might have probably played would be the tank one by Atari. Uh, Battlezone is what you're thinking? Battlezone. Battlezone, with the, where you look through the periscope and, you know, you're like, ah, back up. I can't get really? away. I, I know I've been diverting the podcast yeah. since we started. Right. Real quick, I don't remember what the game was, but it was the 90s, and I went to Space Plex, which was a um, very popular arcade in the 90s on Long Island. And Katie Beers was supposedly abducted, but she really wasn't from there. There's like a whole news story about it, but whatever. <laughs> I went there with my grandmother, and there was some sort of Periscope game that I was playing, yeah. and I think I was like nine, and I kept saying, fuck. <laughs> Fuck! Fuck! And I had no idea that she was standing right behind me. And she said, if that is how you're going to speak, young man, when you're here, I will never bring you here again. It was so, that granny that I got to play the Frisbee bang ball Yes, that is grandma, against. who you got to play the uh, can jam with my when God. you came to my 4th of July barbecue. And she so enjoyed your company. Because, I, because I, every... <laughs> Every throw, I murdered myself yeah. doing a dive Wiggly and roll. was clowning around, and I was afraid that there was going to be some sort of uh, insurance claim against my house. I did break my wrist, but uh, I'm okay now. Okay, but very good. Tell you, yes, last week I was in rough shape. I'm okay now, but I, I can't imitate anybody. When I was a kid, I was so ugly, I had a trick-or-treat by phone. <laughs> Boy, was he great at stand up. Oh, oh Rodney God. Dangerfield was the best. Oh, my that God. That sounded nothing like him, but that it was, was one cl- of his a lot jokes. closer to mine. <laughs> We're all getting laid. That <laughs> sounds like what's his futz from fucking uh, Ferris Bueller. Anyway, yeah. back to Lunar Rescue. Back to Veronica Mars, the game. Yeah. Uh, I want to be Enrico Colantoni. He's the guy from Flashpoint. Flashpoint, the game. Oh, it, it, you know what? Don't, it, I don't watch it. It would be, just be like Silent Scope. Oh, well, these are like old Kristen Bell yeah, way oh, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, I know Kristen Bell, yeah. Did you see The Boss? With Did Melissa, I see Lost? The Boss. The Boss? No. Yeah, the, the movie. Melissa McCarthy, uh, Dinky oh, Dinklage, no. Kathy no. Bates, and Kristen Bell is in it. Oh, let, man. Let me guess. Melissa McCarthy played um, some fat idiot slob. <laughs> In that movie, because you know, that's every character she fucking plays, despite how talented she is. I know. Well, let me tell you this. Yeah. It it does go for her gimmicks. However, in my opinion, if you want to talk about Rodney Dangerfield movies, okay. this is, I think this is on those that type of level. I'm not talking about easy money. <laughs> uh, I'm talking maybe, you know, back to school, cult classic, uh-huh. but this uh-huh. is a lot funnier. And Melissa McCarthy is fantastic. And, and it's no surprise that she's the boss. She's this big, sure. she's like a motivational speaker. 
and yeah. her her nemesis is Peter Dinklage. That dynamic is really funny in there, and, and Kristen Bell is just phenomenal. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I normally avoid the movies because I do find that she's extremely talented, but yeah. I hate the fact that every role she plays is essentially the same character. Yeah, whatever that was called, Mel or no, I'm thinking of Nell. Nell the game. Nell, Nell the, the game. <laughs> Yeah, you're Jodie Foster. You show your <laughs> put person. out by Universal. It has a really beautiful bezel. <laughs> you're you're a cabin person that was uh, completely isolated from society, and then you show your tits to someone in a pool room. <laughs> now, I want to apologize to the listeners because normally I'm the guy who reels the show back in. Not today. No. It's not going to happen. These games are good. In fact, we're fucking off the rails. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. She was in that horrible sitcom. My mom loved that sitcom. I tried to watch it one day because I. Oh, Mike and Molly. Oh, my God, was that terrible. You need to take a Molly to enjoy that show. Because <laughs> I first saw her on, on SNL, and then I saw her in Bridesmaid. I thought she was great in Bridesmaid. I mean, taking yes. a shit, <laughs> taking a diary shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the sink is just amazing. Uh, but I, now I was thinking, you know what would be great? Saturday night, and then Saturday night live, the game. That would be like the Three Stooges game, you know, where you did all these different things, throwing the pie, going for the violin. I mean, you could be like, you could be like Belushi Samurai, Samurai, blah, 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 whatever. He'd be, you'd be like Fruit Ninja, except one of the fruits would be like uh, Buck Henry's ear. <laughs> Chopping. <laughs> um, We're two wild and crazy guys. Yeah, that could be like Lover Boy or something, <laughs> where you try to get, you lure the models back to your room. <laughs> yeah, Ed Grimley, like uh, be a rhythm game with your triangle. Pat, all the great characters. That could be like a matching game. Try to match Pat you, with either you could a man be Phil or Hartman a woman. and get murdered by your bitch, jealous ex-wife. Uh, you could do that. Dress as Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, you know it'd be a good uh, mini game. The pistol. Bullets bad. <laughs> it's horrible. Sorry, I love too Phil soon. No, oh my god, soon. what a fucking talent and horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah, his wife's a piece of shit. Yeah. Clearly, you know, and it'd be like Die Hard too. Die Hard was uh, a great game for the PlayStation as long as you only played the racing part of the game. When <laughs> you play the other two parts, it'd be shitty. Like my favorite uh, part of the game, I think, would be the Piscopo. You try to shoot and kill as many Piscopos as possible. All right. That would be my Saturday Night Live game. I would have that one episode with Danny Aiello that I love. When he played the salesman who wanted high sea and turkey. And Is goes that together where you like get that from? You've heard me say this on the show. It all, it all comes from that episode I never, with Danny Aiello. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. It comes from Danny Aiello. He, he was threatening a family because he wanted high sea and turkey. <laughs> Lunar Rescue, 1979. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Our show's over. Talk to you next week. <laughs> let's talk about this. Taito, let's marry... Let's, let's marry... Let's let's just get married, Kyle. Okay. Let's get game sure. married. They were big with Space Invaders. Now, Eight Space Times the Charm. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, Space Invaders. What year did Space Invaders come out? 1978. Okay, so this came out a year later. So what are we yes. going to do with Space Invaders? Oh, this let's let's go sucks. up. <laughs> let's go up. Yeah. We'll go down. Yeah. And then we'll go up. Right. So uh, basically, you might have played this before, and I really dug this game, like I said, when I first played it on the compilation disc. It reminds me of some other titles, too. We didn't really get into making mechanics, although I said a lot of making mechanics, but Space Invaders and Lunar Lander and this game Galaxy Wars, where you're going okay. up instead, asteroids. So yeah, there's two parts to the game. One is there's a mothership, and it drops your Lunar Lander for some reason. <laughs> 
in, yeah. a, in a big UFO that looks like a, a manta ray. Kind of. It kind of looks like one of those cargo helicopters, too. That's true. That's right. Military-grade cargo helicopter. A Chinook. Okay, is that what Chinook it's called? the game. We could do that. That could be a mini-stage in a play I wrote mm-hmm. where you it, it, it featured a Chinook, and then it featured... <laughs> I drew this whole play up. Let's get away. <laughs> I had this giant piece of paper, and I made this entire play, and instead of doing a treatment for it or a, whatever the fuck you do for a play, I drew out each scene on oh my this God. piece of paper. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I had arrows. This scene goes to that, and then you do dancing here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then you sing about Chinooks. And one of the parts w- was this Chinook, and then it would ended up being in somebody's kitchen. So, like, it was all, you know, it was all this crazy shit, and I probably lost that, and probably would, I probably would have made millions off Broadway. Mm-mm. It had a monkey pencil sharpener in it. I know that. Okay. Yeah. And it had Stinky in the corner reading a Michael Jackson Life magazine. <laughs> so aside from the making mechanics that you've already said, because I had the same making mechanics as well, this gave me a vibe of um, Game & Watch Gallery 2 mm. because it, it, it mashed up two very simple concepts together, which was Parachute. Right, right. And what was the other game where you were a scuba man grabbing gold in a treasure chest? Octopus. Uh, so uh-huh. um, what you would do in Game Watch Gallery 2, which was something you would send away uh, for through the Nintendo Rewards program for your DS, the game would start with you at the top screen doing parachute. So the guys would jump out of their Chinook and you would catch them in your boat. Then, depending on how many mans you catched, those were your mans you used to play octopus on the bottom screen, who would be scuba man, and they would go down and collect gold. How does that apply to this game? Well, uh, the game starts with you jumping your lunar lander out of the mothership, avoiding asteroids on your way down to one of the platforms. There's three platforms in total, and they have different point values. The smaller the platform is, the more points they're worth. Once you land on that platform, one of six little men will jump into your ship, and now you have to go back up to the mothership. But the asteroids go away, and now you're dealing with UFOs that are shooting um, laser beams or, or some sort of hazard towards you. Sometimes they're a line, and sometimes they're an arrow shape. Much like Space Invaders. Now, to my surprise, they didn't use the Space Invaders in this game, aside from in the very beginning where it said, please insert coin. (laughs) I thought that was a missed opportunity for the uh, cross-Taito synergy, considering this is only a year removed from Space Invaders. What I thought was funny was he's like lifting his leg like to dog piss on something. (laughs) And all he's doing is saying, insert coin. And it's one of these invaders. He's halfway between the two color <laughs> color blocks. He's marking his territory, yeah, which really is the something. moon. Yeah. I wanted to bring up the manual for this title because I liked it so much. Okay, Lunar Rescue. I want to get the proper names that they call these things because they don't call them stages. There are six astronauts yeah. in a frame for bonus points. Now... I don't know why they're in a frame for bonus points. You got to pick them up. That's the whole thing. You <laughs> land on the platforms that give you points. Let's read right from okay. here. Playing instructions. One coin for one play. Three rescue ships, which is adjustable. Ding. My turkey's done. Uh, my nipples are hard. Not in this heat. Mothership. My mothership. Asteroids and astronauts will appear on the screen. Push fire button to release rescue ship from mothership to rescue astronauts. Control the rescue ship by moving the control lever as tt mentioned it's a two-way joystick so you only yeah. move right or left and then you have a the fire button the fire button shoots out fuel 
So you have a certain amount of fuel, just like Lunar Lander. It depends on what stage you're on as to how many numbers of fuel you have. Yeah, your metric of fuel. So you're descending and to a landing pad. You maneuver your your rescue craft to avoid asteroids and stars. <laughs> Don't forget about yeah. the stars. Which <laughs> I learned that the hard way. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I'm going to get like, this. Oh, is that the background? Nope. I'm going to get this extra fuel power pellet. <laughs> Explode. <laughs> And the nice thing about when you're landing on the pad, though, unlike Lunar Lander, you don't have to come to a smooth stop. Once you get close to these pads, your retro rockets will fire automatically and they don't use up your fuel. Because right. that extra fuel gives you extra points. The red button controls the landing speed of the rescue ship retro rocket, they call it. And mm. I, who cares? You can't crash. After landing, return to the mothership. If rescue ship does not clear entrance to mothership, astronaut is lost you can miss the mothership completely because you're trying to go up and the mothership will open up its pod bay doors hal and you try to dock inside of it but if you hit the side of the rescue ship it's kind of funny because you're asking astronaut goes flying down back to lunar surface and he goes ah dot dot yeah yeah. In two-player mode, play alternate between the two players. Function description of the game. After descending to landing pad six times in a frame, I wanted to get that right, frame, astronaut rescue point and remaining fuel points are added to your score. When all fuel is consumed, control becomes ineffective. That's true. So let's talk about the, the points are scored when flying, saucers are destroyed, and then yeah. it shows the 50 point, the 30 point, the the, and another 30 point the second 30 point is the bell-shaped ufos that you like with the balls on the bottom mm-hmm. and yeah. then the, the third the other 30 point one is is a fucking helicopter <laughs> <laughs> it's like the bell ufo except it has ears and a helicopter blade yeah um, rescue all six up. astronauts in a frame t- for bonus points one additional rescue ship will be awarded when your score reaches 3,000 points, game is over when all rescue ships are destroyed. So that's what it says here. Uh, and then you have a high score registration, which brings up, I want to do it right now. Okay. Can you spell stinky? Yes, you fuck can. Fucking yes, you can. Yeah. You can spell fuckhead, I think, if you really want to put anything in there. It's kind of like Universal. There's like way too many spaces in there. There are. Yeah, but good spaces? luck trying to break the high score because this game is tough as nails. I, I broke it. I know you did. Yeah. I did not. So let's talk about the games. You first come down, you try to avoid the asteroids. You can fire your limited amount of fuel to make your lunar lander to avoid these asteroids. The asteroids are only coming in from the sides and they're coming in at different speeds. And you can't shoot them. You just got to get out of the way. And your booster that you use the fuel doesn't uh, propel you back up. It sort of just delays your descent. Exactly. And I got to tell you, it's very difficult to run out of fuel. You can if you're a maniac using it, and I have already. And it's pretty funny when you run out of fuel, which gave me another play mechanic idea. When you run out of fuel, your ship just drops the fuck down to the lunar surface, and you have to... (laughs) You have to just try to weave your way. Yeah, you have to just try to weave your way through the asteroids and you're just going like a rock. But fortunately, once again, your retro rockets kick in if you come down by the platform. And I did win. Um, Probably the only thing I would change about this game is that the uh, little lander didn't feel like it had any weight. mm. So when I was playing with the booster, I was hoping it would propel me up. And right. didn't because right. I would have really enjoyed trying to get all the UFOs on the ascent back mm-hmm. to the mothership. 
But once you get past a certain tier or a certain altitude on the screen, you can't go back and kill that UFO that's below you. You're kind of just stuck. It's propelling you forward right. or, or downward, regardless of you using the booster rocket. Exactly. Once you land on one of these pads, and the pads are, I think they're pretty damn easy to land on. I, I never yeah. missed a pad. You'll blow yourself up by hitting an asteroid or a power pellet <laughs> uh, <laughs> before you would... Uh, or that solar platform. wind or whatever that thing is oh that my God. sweeps in. Okay, yeah, so let's talk about going back up. So you pick up your astronaut, and now you're going back up through the UFO field. Then the UFOs are coming through the sides. They cannot move up or down either, and you're trying to shoot them. And you cannot shoot their bullets like you can in Space Invaders. No, You have to get, if you don't get out of the way, you're toast. And they're pretty big bullets, and they come at yeah. a good clip. And as Kyle mentioned, sometimes this giant fucking fireball <laughs> just shoots across the screen and there's no warning. Fortunately, I never got hit by it. But holy Christ, does it make you poop in your pants? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. So, I did get hit by it. It caught me off guard. They don't even mention that in here. I don't see it mentioned in here. It no. doesn't come from the top of the screen. It sort of comes from like the upper middle of the mm. screen sometimes. So it will catch you off guard. And fast. Yeah, it's the quickest thing in the game. So as you're going back up, you can't shoot the UFO's bullets. You sort of have to weave in really quick and yeah. try to shoot and then get the hell out of the way. And they can fire more than one bullet, too. And right. they, they fire. Like you say, in the past, you got to thread the needle, mm. both going down and on the way back up. And yeah. like Space Invaders, you have to wait for your bullet to either exit the screen or hit something before you can shoot again. Right on. Something you might not have noticed when you're firing on the way up, if you hold the fire button down, you will thrust more quickly. And you're going to yes. need to do that because some of these UFOs come at different speeds on the same plane as other UFOs, but they're going quicker. Right. And the nice thing about this is as you go up, you also don't utilize any fuel. This is what gave me more replay value after I got better at the game. And we'll talk about replay value and all that other uh, business as well. The thing that I tried to do once I started getting better at it was I tried to use zero fuel. So okay. let's say the first level, and I can only do it first level. Let's say the first level, you'd start with 700. So mm -hmm. when I drop my lunar lander down to the surface, I try not to hit the rocket at all and just thread the needle of the asteroids to finally land on the platforms and not use any fuel. I got close. I got to 600, so I used 100 of my fuel. I was uh, going to say, even at the first level, that's very difficult. It is, but yeah. that was something fun for me to try. What was the other thing that I tried to do that made it more interesting for me? Well, the first thing you try to do is pick up every astronaut and not get killed. Okay. So I did that for the listeners. I tried to pick up every single astronaut without getting killed, and that's kind of difficult. <laughs> It's kind of difficult to not lose one life, even on the first level, because of the two parts of the thing, especially going back up if you're not used to it and how quick those UFOs can, can nail you. Right. So basically, that's it. That's the whole game. Then the that second, is the game. Second level, it gets faster. And uh, third level, I, you got me. I, you know what? I made it to the third level, and then I just got killed immediately. Is it just rinse and repeat? It's the same thing, just faster and more? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. 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 Now, we normally talk about games of this vintage and say that th these games come from the golden era of the arcades, and there there's not much we would change. Do you feel that way about Lunar Rescue? 
I feel that way about Lunar Rescue. There's nothing I would change because I feel it is a true arcade game. However, this is an arcade game where I would have gone into the arcade. I mm-hmm. would have played this maybe three times and then moved on to a different game like Star Castle or whatever the hell else. Yeah. It's not a game I think I would sit at and try to master like a Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man or even Space Invaders or Tempest. It, yeah, it definitely doesn't have that hook. I wish it did because I do like the fact that there's kind of two different game mechanics happening. Mm-hmm. But the game is very difficult right from jump. I just found that there wasn't anything there to hook me in, but I felt it was better than some of the games that came previously. Like, I liked it better than Lunarlander. I think Lunarlander is very difficult to play. Oh, you ain't shitting. And especially emulating Lunarlander. Like, if you try to emulate that as opposed to play it on the physical cabinet, Mm -hmm. it's only more difficult. (laughs) That was only a button game. Right. So you you had a left, right, and then you had a thrust. A tilt. yeah, yeah, tilt, right, so. tilt, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, boy, I, I and and you had Retro Rocket too. But I'm not a big Space Invader fan, and I like this game oh, more than Space Invaders. That's interesting. Not the original Space Invaders. Yeah. I'm not talking about Lunar Loonies or anything like that. I'm just right. talking about the original Space Invaders or Space Invaders Deluxe. I can appreciate those games and what they did for the industry as well as the genre of space shooters. But it's not the game that I'm going to go to. Gotcha. I mentioned this before. Space Invaders made shooters the number one arcade genre in the United States for years and years. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah. Until Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah. Pac-Man changed it up because everything prior to that was some sort of iteration on space and shooting. Even Radar Scope, look at that. Indeed. No one thought Pac-Man was going to make it. And then it did. Because uh, who knows why. Because ladies got to be eaten three times for a quarter. That's an old joke, and it's not pretending to Pac-Man. It is Pac-Man. It's Miss Pac-Man. And not only that, (laughs) Margot Kidder, Superman's dog. That's right. (laughs) I go back to this title because I do like it, but I need rest in between and probably a couple days in between. I would need a few months or or a few years between revisiting this game. And not because it's a bad game. I I would recommend people playing this game because I think it's a nice iteration on the Space Invaders mechanic. And it's a very lateral move for Taito. But it's not super impressive because it's only a year removed from Space Invaders. But I think it set the stage for things like Defender and Stargate and, um, you know, others. Yes, I agree with that 100%. Choplifter. Chopper or Choplifter, I think those came before Defender. So that was another rescue shoot title. Yeah, Lunar Rescue is difficult because normally we're a few years removed from a game like Space Invaders where we use that as a making mechanic. It's only a year removed, Mm -hmm. so there's not much else past Space Invaders and Lunar Lander, which I don't want anyone to think we're bagging on the game because I did enjoy it very much. It's just it's very difficult and you I didn't get very far and I don't think most players will get very far in it. One thing I didn't mention when we talked about it being a monochrome game, the colors that were used were blue, red, yellow, purple and green. Another thing we neglected to mention and why you should play it on a Taito emulation Mm. is because there are no good ROMs of this with the sound. Oh, true. Yeah, Uh, I did not have any sound. I had to watch a video of the actual cabinet being played to hear the sound. It really lends to the game, and I wish that it was a part of my experience, but it wasn't. 
I got to tell you, though, sometimes it's a little annoying because when the dudes run out to your ship, it's like. Yeah. Uh, so that gets a little annoying. But you hear. And when you're landing, it goes. But it's all those Taito sounds that you would hear carried on throughout the years. One thing I did try was I tried um, Destination Earth, uh, Moonlander. Okay. Different games like that where they're the bootleg ROMs. Normally a bootleg ROM will have things that they couldn't emulate on the uh, regular ROM, or sometimes it's the only one that works. Right. But not in this case. They're all silent until you go back up to your rescue ship and it makes that noise. Now's the part of the show where we do something that was uh, part of our original We Talk Games social media experience back yeah. before we had a following on uh, fucking Facebook. And I have the name We Talk Games on Facebook. Uh, I don't want to go down that path. Would you like to do your haiku first or you want I should go? I would love to do my haiku first. Very good. You ready for my haiku now? Oh, man, I'm sitting down. I'm in the lotus position. It's written on the back of a cocktail now. Receive my haiku. Let's have it. Downward dog. Falling down slowly. Color platforms to land on. Rescue astronauts. Fuck, that was my entire haiku. Was it? No. Okay. It's good. I mean, it, it hit on uh, it everything. Hit on, yeah, yeah. It, but it was beautiful. Let's, Except for let's, let's, shoot let's, motherfuckers <laughs> in the face again. That, that would have been a good middle. It would have been good. Yeah. Here's mine. That's soothing. River sound. I might not even, not even do my haiku. I might just, just fall Just fall listen to, bed. to it? Yeah, I might fall to bed. It is nice. Time for go to bed. I can imitate Tor Johnson perfectly. Time for go to bed. Even with the... Oh my God, is he there with you? <laughs> Up, down, we outy. Asteroids and invaders. Five colors. The moon. I like it. Microphone drop. I had to work some Korean in there to piss you off. Yeah. We outy. We we outy. It would have been okay because I could have said up, down, up, and down. I would have had to say. But that's what it means. So uh, let's go up and down as we leave for the summer of stink next week. Uh, Got a lot of dings. God damn it. Why is everybody... Is that Snapchat? Uh, Stinky must have heard me talking 45 minutes ago about his uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson Life magazine, which I watched uh, Moonwalker, the movie thing. that I had a Moonwalker party back in the day. And I'm not a big James Bond fan. <laughs> now, you don't like Jaws? Come on. And during the retrospective, they show that Life magazine. I thought it's Stinky right Hey, like, shut Who cares? Whoa. Ooh. What's going on, Stink? You, you tried to take a poop and it went back up inside you instead? No. <laughs> hey, uh, great job today, guys. You know, Thanks. Next, ne- oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Next week starts Summer Stink 2, The Atlantis Adventures. Oh, okay. Oh, you came up. That's pretty cool. You came up with a new name of it. Yeah, f- uh, shut up. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you guys were getting closer. Wow. I thought so, too. What's going on, man? I just stopped by to tell you guys you're fired. Oh, all right. Seems like a yearly occurrence for the show. You're not coming back. I'm going to make We Talk Games great again. We Talk Games used to be great. <laughs> What's not great? I, th- I thought this was a very fun episode. I so, had a lot of fun this episode. So for Kyle being an alcoholic. <laughs> Listen, why are we talking so long? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Cut their mics. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of this great country and the country of the world, uh, I want to tell you 
that uh, this is the last time that you will ever hear those fellas on the show again. They are through. They quit after I fired them, and they will never jump again. Next week, you'll see Summer Stink, We Talk Games, Great Again, Apple Pie, 50 Points of Light, No Child's Behind, Kreskin, We're All Getting Laid. Take me to the heat, take me to the...